Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, Sports Huddle. Mike Max, Dave Mona, Sid Hartman, joined by one of our good friends of the show, Tom Curvers from the Minnesota Wild. Always good to visit with him. And Tom, we're rooting for you across the board. You just give us a health update. How are you feeling? Uh, feeling really good, Mike, and thanks for that. Uh, treatment's going well. Uh, scans and labs have been uh, very good, and so we have momentum. And uh, next set of uh, tests are at the end of the month, and we go from there. Now, you got that positive attitude. That makes a big difference. It sure does. You learn a lot about things that you didn't know much about, and, hmm. and your mindset matters quite a bit. Is it nice to have a diversion of hockey and, and just focus on you guys are right now evaluating, uh, uh, you know, what what happened last year? Where do you go for next year? Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't travel for close to two months, and that seems real unusual after 20-some years of uh, scouting and being on the road. So then uh, when our Iowa Wild uh, qualified for the playoffs, I was able to get down to Des Moines. And, and so I got my training wheels back on and, and uh, then I went to Chicago, or I'm sorry, Milwaukee for game five of of that series. And, and now I'm going to head for Chicago for game six here in the second round uh, tomorrow. So getting back a little more active. We had pro scouting meetings, spent a couple full days in the office the last two days with our guys. And yeah, we're planning things out and thinking of, of ways to try to improve our team and uh, assessing our young players as we go in Iowa. Tom, you and the, uh, the organization must like what, you, what you've seen in Iowa. They've uh, certainly done a good job uh, at that level, and you've had some really outstanding individual performances. We sure have. Uh, Luke Cunning did a, has done a nice job. Uh, they played three regular season games when we sent Cunning, Greenway, and Donato down. They made an immediate impact. Our team was uh, in, a, in a real rut down in Iowa and had – had uh, it became uh, questionable if we'd make the playoffs. So we won the last three games, added those guys to our roster, and then into the playoffs, Cunning has continued to score. Donato just scored his first couple goals last game. Greenway looked like a force in game four on Wednesday night in Des Moines. And uh, it's a challenge. It's a mental challenge for these guys. They they arrive in the NHL. They, they think about being an NHL player their whole life. They get there, and then you tell them uh, you're not going on a on a vacation after the season. You're going to Grand Rapids to play American League games, and it's tough mentally for them. But they've shown up and played and helped our team. And then Gerald Mayhew has played very, very well for us uh, in the play well, all year. Really, he had 27 goals, set a franchise record for Iowa, scored nine playoff goals, and we just signed him to an NHL contract. and And uh, he's earned a chance to make our team next year, and he'll get that chance. Hey, Tom. How much uh, work, practice do players uh, take part this, this time of the year? <laughs> well, our, our our players this time of year take a little break. Um, for for our guys in Iowa, they take no break. They're getting beaten down no different than NHL playoffs. It's a it's high caliber hockey in the American League as well. Um, our veteran players uh, have a longer than normal off-season this year, and we expect them to take advantage of that rest and then go real hard. Uh, we we are not uh, dismantling this team. We expect this team to bounce back and, and claw for a playoff spot. And as we see this year, 
you arrive in the playoffs, so that alone gives you a chance to win the Stanley Cup. For sure. July 1st is a big day in the NHL. You don't correlate those often, but that's when free agency starts, and uh, obviously teams can sign their own until then. Do you get a pretty good idea? Is this going to be a good free agent class? Is it, is it hard to tell? Well, there's always going to be quality players, and then the price goes up and the demand goes up and the supply is always limited. So the players that are available are very good players, and they've made a decision uh, to check things out on July 1. And it's a tough way to, to make your team uh, better and fiscally responsible, but we have some room. The moves we made provided some cap room. We're looking at you know, position. We're not just going to go, you know, the draft, you go after the best available player in free agency, you go to fill a hole. And so we know where, where we need to fill. And if it feels right, and if the price is right, and if the player decides we're his best destination, you know, we could attract uh, a player or two that look at our situation and want to be a part of it. Um, It's a, it's a tough place to go and build your roster. It just, it costs a lot. It's a, it's an expensive market. And those players that get to free agency on July 1 have earned that right to, to have everyone bid for their service. Do you have two former players in the Stanley Cup? Yeah, they're doing a good job. The, uh, the Bruins and the, and the Hurricanes, so for sure one of them are going to play in the, in the final, Nino Niederreiter or Charlie Coyle. And uh, they, found, they found a real good spot on the teams that uh, we sent them to. And you know you, you make trades like that, and you're and you're moving your good players to teams that are trying to trying to reinforce their lineup. For Charlie, he settled in into a third line center role, and it's a real good fit for him. While he was here, he we moved him around an awful lot, and uh, it looks like that third line center role is is the best spot for him now that he's on a good team behind Krejci and Bergeron at center, and so he does his job well, and they're winning. And then Niederreiter found a really good spot. With Sebastian Ajo, who's one of the maybe five to ten best young players in the league, and he found a niche, uh, you know, basically with those great players, skate hard, put you, put the brakes on at the net, and they find the find the pass, and 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 you're you're a tap in guy, and that worked for Niederreiter in the regular season. He he found a new life there in Carolina, and you know they're winning. He's part of their lineup, and uh, things are going well for those guys. They're good guys. They were they were moved as part of uh, an effort to recreate, regenerate, get some youth in here, and uh, that doesn't have anything to say about uh, them. They're good people, and they were good representatives of the wild in their time here. For sure, Tom. Thanks so much. Good to hear you're feeling well and for appearing on the show. Sid wants you have a certificate to Murray's. Sounds great. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Good to be with you. All right, that's Tom Kerbers. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, what time do we have Jonathan Scope at? Uh, uh, 11.30 now. We've got 11 an update on it. 11.30. Okay, why don't I open the phone lines here? I'll give the phone numbers again. We uh, we had people left on hold the last time we did that. So the number to call is 651-989-9226. Know that we've got Jonathan Scope joining us at uh, 11.30. I just looked him up to see how big he is. 6'2", 225 pounds. No wonder he looks like a big second baseman. Then Dave St. Peter will join us about 10 minutes after that, talk about the promotions that the Twins recently had. The great, really successful 36 thousand people responded to those five dollar tickets so until that time we'll take your text messages we'll talk among ourselves we'll take your phone calls so why don't you be the first to call us at 651-989-9226 and we'll talk to you right after this sports huddle sid dave and mike
All right, we took we took a long shot that we could get John Anderson on the phone, and he was kind enough to call us back. John, we'll only keep you for two, three minutes. You know we got a game today against Maryland. Had a good outcome yesterday. Well, this team certainly looks like it's come on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, good morning, David. It has. Um, you know, we've been trending in a better direction here. We've had a little misfortune on, on Friday night. Max Meyer yeah. was back in the home plate and has a high, has a bad ankle sprain. So um, don't know how that's going to sort itself out. Just when we thought our pitching was trending, and then. Saturday starter last night, Sam Thorson. We had to had to scratch him. He's got, he's got a back problem. So um, all of a sudden, when you think you're going in the right direction, something else happens. It's uh, it's part of the game. No one's going to feel sorry for us, and we'll just the uh, next man up here. And we do have some depth in pitching, so we'll see how, how how that plays out as we go forward. But we're playing better baseball right now. You have a even though your season hasn't been great, you have some outstanding players on this team. Who got a lot of honors? Could you just talk about them? Yes, you know, um, last year obviously Max Meyer and, and Patrick Fredersen were you know uh, freshman All Americans and um, had outstanding years for us, um, and they got a lot of preseason hype. And then unfortunately Patrick uh, developed some soreness in his arm. We had to shut him down for five weeks, and he just came back here last weekend and started last night. And it looks like Patrick. Uh, Fredrickson of last year, and uh, that's been encouraging. And and uh, so uh, Eli Wilson, our catcher who's a junior, has uh, continued to have an outstanding year after last year's uh, great season for us. So he continues to improve. But we have a lot, a lot of young players. We lost 1,200 at bats from last year and about 200 innings of pitching. Um, and so it's uh, been one of those years. We have a lot of young players, and, and uh, we're trying to coach them up and get them better. And I think as we go along here, the, the future looks bright. I think we have some good young players in the program. Hopefully we can put together another strong team here as, as we go forward. John, not that you haven't dealt with this before, but uh, I, I've been on these high school baseball teams and programs and practices this year, and this has been another dandy spring. And, of course, you didn't have U.S. Bank Stadium, et cetera. What, what have you learned over the years about uh, coaching, managing through a cold-weather season? Because you're going to get to the playoffs. You've hardly played a warm-weather game. Yeah, it's been terrible. Um, Mike, no question. It's uh, it's been a terrible spring. Last year was no better. The difference from last year to this year, number one, we played in U.S. Bank Stadium. So I, I think practice is critical for player development. Last year we had an older team, a veteran team, uh, probably didn't impact us as much. But this year with all the young players and then not being at U.S. Bank Stadium, I haven't counted it up. But we've missed an enormous amount of practice hours, especially outside on the baseball field and. You lose a, a week, of pra- a day of practice every week for six weeks when you're traveling, playing the first 21 on the road. And this is a young team, and it needs uh, it needs development time. And we feel like we're pretty good at player development, but you got to have a place to do it and do it regularly and get into routines. And and uh, I think that's impact uh, the development of this team as well, especially from a, a hitting perspective with all the young hitters we have in the lineup. John, we took a real chance in uh, even getting you with the Maryland game coming up this afternoon. We appreciate so much you giving us a little bit of your time. I'm going to let Sid wrap it up here. Okay, thank you. My pleasure. John Anderson, always a pleasure having you on the air. Minnesota is lucky to have you as a baseball coach. And for being on this show, we'll get your murder certificate, the best stake in town. Good luck against Maryland today. A lot of good seats open at um at Seabird Field. Well, thank you, Sid, and thank you for all you've done to support uh, Gopher Athletics and our baseball program over the years, and our friendship means the world to me. And uh, with Senior Day today, you know, we have seven seniors that are graduating, so 
this is their last home game, so it's, it's always a special day on Senior Day to help those guys celebrate the closing of their careers here at Seabird Field. So yeah. thanks again. Really appreciate it. And finally, a nice weather day for them to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's usually the last day of the year. Dave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right, John. Hey, the, John, thanks for being available on short notice. Take care. Thank you so much. You bet. Appreciate That's John Anderson back with more right after this. Sports Huddle, Sid, David, Mike. All right, we're going to do a short segment here to make way for Jonathan Scope in about seven and a half minutes from right now. I've got a couple of text messages that are worthy of talking about. One of them uh, wasn't really calling us to task, but pointing out another team that's probably got a right-sized venue, although there was some talk about it should have been bigger, but they said, haven't fans been filling the new soccer stadium? Yeah, absolutely, they've been filling the new soccer, soccer yeah. stadium. You know, the, even the commissioner came in and said, well, you know, maybe 25,000 might have been a, a better size, but with uh, 20,000 seats, 19,007. They've been doing a great job. There's real demand for those tickets. They've got a solid core audience. And, and that will continue. I mean, they did that in the cold weather, so they should be just fine when they get to the warm weather and they can really have some fun over there. So uh, they're in Chicago, of course, last night, a little tougher. But, uh, uh, they, yeah, that's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting follow because just what you said, we talk about the millennials, we talk about reaching this and that. In terms of a study, it's going to be really interesting to compare demographics in this town to see who's going to what games during the next year. Yeah, uh, Sid, I'm not sure that the soccer crowd is really taking away from any of the other teams. I think soccer has developed a unique audience of its own. Soccer? Yeah. What about it? <laughs> soccer is, without a doubt, so popular, it's so unbelievable I mean, they're sold out every game. <laughs> I thought the parking over there would be a big problem, no. and they wouldn't draw. It's not even one problem. People take the metro and no. and go there, White rail? and they have no problem. I have another twins <laughs> they roster win adjustment. More no games. Roster Hold on. <laughs> Breaking news. Go Garrett ahead. Garrett Shelton is going to fill in for Jonathan Scope, who's taking BP. Oh, Okay. All right, did you get, Sid, you get that? We'll give you a note on that, Sid. We're going to have a change of a guest that uh, that will not that will not impact the forty man roster. Uh, yeah. That's or the twenty five man. Or the twenty five man for, for, for that point. You know, talking about Jonathan Scope. I love Jonathan Scope when he played for Baltimore. He got away. I thought it was a great pickup for Milwaukee last year. Talk about a thing. I mean, he was the Logan Morrison of, of Milwaukee last year. It just didn't work. And, and, and again, I I, I thought okay. We've seen this guy come through town again, and yeah. then you know, uh, who, remember when they signed uh, Boone from Seattle? Yeah, I mean, he had put up some big numbers yeah. in the past, and you get a little bit excited, and then you go, well, "This ain't the Boone that I remember in Seattle." And I thought that same thing was going to be true of Scope, and he, you know, and, and you know, the other thing is they don't have to carry a team; they no. just got to be pretty good, and, 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 and the threat of the long ball, the threat of power. Sid, you want to say something? Uh, uh, here's the thing: some sports are going to suffer. This town, you got six pros for now. You got the university. That's where the university is hurting, and it'll keep on hurting if they don't start win, baby. If they don't win, I'm talking about big time wins, not play winning a few games. They got to win some championships. Otherwise, somebody's going to get hurt. So are you paying attention to the media reports and the predictions of Gopher football in the Big Ten West? Very, a lot of uh, national publications, very high on the Gophers. Yeah, I think they cut all those prices on those tickets now to see what's going to happen. I don't think it's make that much difference. I, you know, I, Dave, I get your opinion on this too, but I, I still, I bet you the non-conference schedule, 
Uh, I bet they have a tough time uh, drawing for Gopher football in uh, in September. I think a lot of people will be looking at that team and kind of uh, evaluating, and I think they'll have a tough time with the non-conference games, and then they'll have to see if they can pick up momentum along the way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the schedule is, is attractive that way. You know, they got Penn State late in the year that has a home game. That could mean something. You know, the Gophers don't have all, you know, some of the big opponents. I mean, they don't have to play Ohio State. They don't have to play Michigan. They don't have to play Michigan State. Would you rather see them play them or not play them from a, if you're just on pure ticket Well, sold? as somebody who wants to go to Pasadena sometime in his life, I would rather <laughs> I would rather see him not uh, play them. We need to take all right. We're going to take a break here. Uh, We just learned Jonathan Scope is not going to be available, but we've got another twin as as Mike announced. Derek Shelton will be joining us, and then uh, Dave St. Peter will follow that. So we've got uh, more twins baseball talk, and it's going to follow this break as you listen to the sports huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, it's been a fun morning. We've had a good chance to talk Twins baseball. We're going to have another chance to do that right now because joining us right now, the bench coach, Derek Shelton. Derek, we appreciate your joining us. It's got to be a fun year to be the bench coach with a lineup that's performing the way they are. Yeah, it's been fun. Good start to the year. It's a, it's a really fun group of guys, guys that work hard, interesting group. But, uh, yeah, excited for how the year started. You've got an interesting job, though, Derek, because you've also got a first-year manager, and there's things that come up. I remember Terry Steinbach always used to say when, when Guardian get thrown out of a game, which happened routinely back in the day, say, <laughs> it's like going from driving a car to a motorcycle when you go from bench coach to manager. What, what are those conversations like? What does the manager need to be aware of in the third inning that impacts the ninth inning that, that, that you've got to be in tune with? Well, I think the the first thing is is Rock and I spend a lot of time talking about things all throughout the day. So once the game starts, we've, we we kind of try to stay ahead of a lot of things that are going to come. But we start talking in the third and fourth inning about what's going to happen in the sixth and seventh inning and, you know, what our thoughts are late in the game. With our lineup, we really haven't pinch hit very much. So it's more just pitching decisions or defense positions if one of our starters isn't in the game of, of putting them in the game to, to play defense. So it's just a continual flow as the game goes on. Sid, talk about your your connection with the Yankees and um, how about that judge, right fielder for them, and how great he you helped develop him. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, a really good player. You know, one of the I think premier young players in the game. Strong, hits the ball all over the field. As for my time with the Yankees, I mean, it was, you know, early on I played there in the minor leagues and then was fortunate enough to start my coaching career with some people there that, that really were were helpful for me going forward. And it was just a good start in terms of learning the game and, and learning about the way things should be done. And I was very fortunate there. I was in the minor leagues during the, the time when, you know, the core four and that pseudo dynasty through the 90s and early 2000s were there. So I was very fortunate that I was able to be around some good people and learn a lot of good things. Derek, uh, I could almost bet on this when we announced that you were going to be on my first text message. Ask him what a bench coach does and how long that position has been around. Uh, I think it's been around for about 20 years. I think actually Don Zimmer was one of the first guys to do it. Nah, it's probably longer than that now. It's probably... 30 years, 40 years. Gosh, I'm getting old. So I'm, it's changing it's changing how I look at it. It's probably been around about 40 years. I think Zim was probably the first guy and most prominent guy to do it. And, you know, it was fortunate. I worked with Zim when, when he was in Tampa as a special advisor and was able to be around him a lot and just a special, great human being. But uh, the roles are is 
basically you're you know you're the the manager's right hand man the person that sits next to him the person that he goes through most of the ideas with throughout the day so anything that that Rocco thinks about or wants to do we kind of talk through and you know I think with you know like you guys alluded to earlier with Rock being in his first year as a manager and the fact that you know we have a previous history going back to him playing on a team I coached and then we worked together for three years we have a pretty unique relationship in terms of we're really good friends so it's a really easy flow of conversation back and forth how much time they spend in the batting cage uh, well, I think that's one of the things, Sid. That's a, I think that's a great question. It's it's one of the things that that we've really done a better job with this year. You know, we have James Rousen and Rudy Hernandez, our hitting coaches, that are doing a good job, and they have individual routines for each guy. But I think, you know, you commonly hear that that teams spend a ton of time there. We've really tried to. Uh, maximize or minimize the time we're in there and then maximize the efficiency of it. So it's not a, as lengthy as a time as it normally has been in the past, but it's definitely more efficient and it's definitely more individualized. Derek, we're going to get uh, Jonathan Scope on in a couple of minutes. Give us some good inside question to ask him. Ah, <laughs> uh, Talk to him about being an island guy. Jonathan Scope, uh, I think one of the things that I don't know if people realize about Jonathan Scope is he's probably one of the nicest human beings I've been around in the game. Just, I mean, he's genuinely a a pleasant person, a good person. You know, I was fortunate being in the American League East for all those years. I got to see him play in Baltimore. Unbelievably talented. Uh, probably one of the best infield arms in the game. You can probably ask him about that. I mean, he this guy makes the turn probably as as well as anybody in the game. And the fact that I would bet a lot of people don't realize that watch the games is he's a big man. You know, you, yeah. think, you, think, just talking about that, yeah. you think of second baseman and you're like, all right, this guy's 5'10", 5'11". He's every bit of 6'4". And, you know, it goes back to if you're old enough to remember like Bobby Gritch playing second in the middle in, in Anaheim back in the day. This is a large human being with a very strong arm playing second base. And I, I think you've seen that with some of the, the plays and the, the double plays that we've turned this year, that there's not a lot of guys that are going to make those plays. Well, just a follow-up to that, we've seen some really weird double plays because of shifts. You, you see guys making uh, moves around bases that we've never seen them have to make before. Right, and I and I think that's one. Of, you know, and we tell we talked about this extensively in spring training, and it was one of the things when we outlined our our shifting in spring training and how it's going to be. And and one of the things we're fortunate with 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 Jonathan in the middle of the field is there's times you'll see him take ground balls from the left side of the field, being the second baseman, get to second base and throw. And and I think that goes back to my point earlier is that you see a lot of second basemen that may get the force out at second and don't even deliver the ball to first, but with his arm action and his ability to throw the ball, we're turning double plays because of that. So, you know, it's a unique situ- situation. I think we're very fortunate that that the two guys we have in the middle and, and Polo and and, and Scopey are, are both really heads-up baseball guys, and they pay attention to a lot of things. Then we had AD, and he's the same way. So when you see you have, you know, that common thread there, it it makes for, for good plays. Derek, I think Sid wants to thank you for being on with us. Derek Shelton. Thank you very much for being on the show. And for being on the show, we'll get you to a certificate to the best steakhouse in the country, Murray. We'll send it to Target Field. Thank oh, you. thank you very much. Excited about that. Anytime <laughs> I can get to Murray's, I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. Ask for the Sid Hartman booth, and they'll take care of you. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for having me on. All right. That's Derek Shelton. We've got uh, Jonathan Scope. We've got Dave St. Peter coming up. Hey, get a hold of the paper. Uh, what? What? Okay. What? Who? Well, that's fine, but he's gone. 
and you're not on the air. Your mic's not on. So we're going to go to break as scheduled. You're listening to this sports huddle with uh, Mike Davidson. All right, when it rains, it pours. We've had great luck getting hold of people from the Minnesota Twins. Why not? They're in first place, and joining us right now is their new, new this year, second baseman, Jonathan Scope, who's had so much to do with it. Sid, you've been, you've been waiting to ask a question for the Twins' second baseman. Go ahead. Hey, Jonathan Smoke, talk about the great year you had at Baltimore, then you not so good a year, and now you're having a fantastic year. What's the big difference? Um... You know, like my first my first year with the Baltimore Orioles, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. You know, baseball is a game from adjustment. And the 2017, I got my, my best year. And from 2017, I learned. And then last year, not so good, but I learned from it. You know, I learned from last year. And that's why I'm, I'm better this year, because I learned from a mistake. And I learned from what, what I did wrong last year and what I got to do to get better. So this year so far is, is going good and trying to maintain it and trying to help my team win. John, I talked to you about this before, but, uh, you know, they always say you can't walk off the island and, and you have to hit yourself yeah. into the big leagues. Yeah. And you hit one the other night, 465 feet. Explain to those of us that will never experience that, what does that feel like when you get on a ball like that and hit it into the third deck? Um, it feels really good. Like like you say, you got to swing your way, you gotta swing your way out of get out of the island so you know um it feels really good you know you don't feel it you don't feel nothing you know you just feel like something just you're bad you know it's 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 it's, it's a it's a good feeling you know and then see the ball go a long way you know and, and enjoy the moment and 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 score for your team you know and it feels really good it feel it feel good you know you feel that you know you got power <laughs> Jonathan, now that the weather is getting good here, a lot of Minnesotans start thinking about where they're going to go to escape winter. Do you want to get in a plug for the Southern Caribbean? I'm Curacao. I got to go to Curacao. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about Curacao. Um, it's a it's a really small island, really really small, but it's good. You know, everybody speak English. Everybody speak like. Spanish, French, you speak everything. So, you know, you won't you won't feel uncomfortable down there because if you want to go to a local, you can go to local. But but if you want to feel like, you know, tourist, you go to a tourist place too. So you won't you will never feel uncomfortable. You know, they will speak English, they will do everything. So, you know, it's a nice island, nice beaches, you know, nice people, you know, everything. You're not too far not too far from Aruba, right? No, it's like fifty minutes in a, in a plane. In a boat it's like an hour. What kind of leagues do they have down there to develop kids into baseball? Do they have, do they have nice fields, good coaching? What do they have at the younger levels? Um, I can talk when my, my my experience now 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 is getting better, but my time we did have a nice field. You know, we feel with we we play in a field with rocks. You know, that's why almost all the Curacao guys they got good hands because hmm. you know you gotta <laughs> prepare because it's a bad talking. You know, anytime the ball can jump on you because it's a lot of rock. So you know you gotta, and then and then when we come here, it's it's, it's a little bit easier because you play in grass and stuff. But we never play in grass in Curacao. But now it's it's getting better. We got one field with grass, but before it's all it's, it's all dirt and rock in it. So you gotta prepare yourself for last moment hop. You know the ball might jump on you. You know, and we we just like to play baseball. You know that's what we do. We go to school, and after that. We just play baseball, you know, till ten o'clock, and then go go home and sleep. Go go back to school, you know, play baseball. That's that's all we do. That's, have you always been a second baseman? And number two, is there any one person who's been a big guy helping your life, your your baseball career? Um, no, I was a, I was a shortstop. I was a shortstop. 
assigned as a shortstop, and then I played two years as a shortstop, and then they signed Machado, and then they moved me to third base for two weeks, and then I moved back to shortstop. And after that, when Machado come back, I moved to second base. And since then, I played second. And last year, I played short a little bit too. And, you know, and it's it's – it's a good it's a good it's a good feeling when you play shortstop because you can play everywhere you can play third second and first so you know if you play shortstop you can play and anywhere. Jonathan, uh, you're in a one-year contract with the Twins from what the fans and the team have seen so far. Let me talk about you know, how you're enjoying it, what you uh, see going forward in the future, and then talk a little bit, if you would, about your throwing arm. I think what's impressed people, uh, you've made a couple double plays that I think some second baseman would have just held onto the ball. You took a chance and got the ball to first before the runner, and a lot of people had to be very impressed by that. Um, yes, you know, I think one year, you know, since I talk with the team, you know, talk with the manager and stuff, you know, I feel I feel re- really comfortable. I feel really good, you know, and I talked with Dustin too, you know, before, so I feel really good, you know, I feel like home already. They they make me feel like I belong here, so, you know, I, I was feeling really good. I didn't want to wait, and it's a couple of teams that talk with me, but I feel like I fit in really good here, so there's a lot of talent here, you know, and the team, you know, if like 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 now we put it together, but you know, it's a good talent that you know me and Ned was talking about it too. So if we can put it together and everything and have a good year, you know, we we're gonna be one of the best team, one of the best team in the big league. So so far it's going good and we're ready to maintain it, you know. And but that will play, you know. That's why that's why I like to play second now because they used to say like second base for for little guy. That's why I play over there. You know, I want to show him. You know, like shortstop too was for little guy, but then. A lot of guys change it. So Jeter, you know, Alex, all all those guys change a little bit. That's why maybe I don't want to say I want to change it, but you know, I want to make the difference. You know, like the double plays that are turn. You know, normally those second base don't 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 turn it. So you know, that's that's why I want to do my best over there. You know, to turn all all those difficult double play. You know, stay stay in the pocket and turn it and and do some stuff that other second base won't do. Francisco, thank you for being on this show and radio show WCGO. And for being on the show, we'll get your certificate sent to Target Field with the biggest uh, steak you've ever eaten in Murray's Restaurant. You'll really enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Good luck today. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Jonathan Scope. We'll be back with Dave St. Peter. Uh, when we come back, you're listening to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, the Sports Huddle returns. It's been a heavy Minnesota Twins day on the Sports Huddle, and why not? What's a better story, well, not only in town, but in baseball than the way the Twins are doing? We started things off talking to Thad Levine, Jake Odorizzi. We just uh, had a conversation with Derek Shelton. And then Jonathan Scope, what a what a treat that was. He uh, His English is terrific from Curacao, and what a great year he's having. We're going to wrap things up with the Twins president, Dave St. Peter, who is standing by to talk to us right now. Sid? Okay, if a fan wants to go to the game today, what's the best ticket deal you got going? More $5 tickets? Well, it's Sid, Sid and Dave and Mike. Good morning. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. But, yeah, great way to spend Mother's Day. Sun's out. Uh, best record in baseball, first place Minnesota Twins. So we've got, obviously, seats available. We're hoping to push toward 30,000 fans in the ballpark today. But uh, there's there's still good seats available. and People can just come on down and buy them at at, uh, at the box office here or, or, uh, or go to twinsbaseball.com in advance. But uh, we'd love to see you here. And obviously we expect good crowds this week against the Angels uh, when Mike Trout, uh, Shohei Otani, and Albert Pujols come to town starting tomorrow night. 
Dave, can you forecast based on the winning, not just the immediate for ticket sales, but does June, July, and August spike immediately when you have a first-place team like this? Yeah, you know, that's one of the benefits of a great start, Mike, is we see a lot of uh, action within our prime window, which is really Memorial Day to Labor Day. So we, you know, a lot of our group business uh, is solidified there, and you see a lot of fans, particularly fans, you know, maybe coming from outstate Minnesota through the Dakotas, whatever, plan weekend trips in over the course of those months. So um, that's our bread and butter, so to speak. And one of the benefits of a quick start is it helps really shore that up. But I also I think the message I think to fans all over would be is if you want to come to games, you're going to need to start moving. Because I do think you're going to see scarcity on a number of games, particularly weekends in the summer. Uh, Dave, I want to thank you in advance. We'll be joining you for dinner tomorrow night every year for Camden's concert. We do something called Dinner with the Daves, and Dave Lee will join us along with four fans. That's been a, a really successful promotion, and we, we appreciate you and the Twins so much for all you've done over these last 10 years. I wanted to ask you about uh, marketing. Uh, from all points of view, it seems like your $5 promotion came at exactly the right time and probably did for you just what you were hoping. Yeah, I think it. I think it jump started some things, and, and we really we had our best week of our, our single game sales, to, taking the five dollar offer out. Um, but I think you know a chance to reward our fans for their patience. Our weather's been brutal, um, and 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 ultimately trying to jump start really electricity, particularly around this home stand, which was a little softer than the forthcoming home stand where we have the Brewers and expect huge crowds for those games around Memorial Day, but. I think it's been great. It's been well-received. I think you'll see more of that, not less of it over time, and opportunities for us to connect with fans. That's a good thing. And, you know, we're trying a lot of different things here around price point and promotions and special events. And uh, I think that's uh, that's all part of kind of, you know, earning our way back with fans. But the best part about it is a winning baseball team and a team that's been fun to watch. And I, I know our fans appreciate that. Anything shown spring training, would give you the idea that the team would get off this kind of a start? You know, uh, great question, Sid. You know, I think some of the adjustments that we saw Jake Odorizzi and uh, Martin Perez make, we saw flashes of that during spring training, but it was hard to really gauge, I think, you know, how that would play over the course of the regular season. And we have a ways to go, but those guys have both been just spectacular. I think the one thing you could point to, the obvious thing, is just that it was a new day. I mean, it was a new manager, new coaching staff. Uh, we, we were doing things a lot differently around the way we were working out or the way our team was taking batting practice, and, and, and there was a different vibe in our clubhouse. And good or bad, I think that's laid a foundation for a really loose team, a team that likes being around together, and as Rock always says, a, a group of guys that really love coming to the ballpark. So, um, you know, I give that that credit to the manager and the coaching staff, but you know, these players have really stepped up and um, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a special group here. And I believe over time that's going to pay off. David, we all talk about, you know, ticket sales and this and that you do have a new manager in Rocco Baldelli from where you sit. You know, one of the things that you can do is help navigate him through Minnesota and this and that. Do you try to just say Rocco, you just worry about winning baseball games mm-hmm. or how much do you try to integrate him into the overall culture of it? You know, we talk a lot about that. You know, Rocco comes from a different organization. He comes from Tampa where, you know, frankly, they didn't do much marketing. You know, that's that's really not something that they see a lot of benefit from. So he's had to adjust a little bit to some of the things we do, whether it be Winter Caravan or Twins Fest or some of the other appearances we make. But make no mistake, his job is to, is to lead our baseball team. And there's a give and take there. And we've changed some things at Rocco's request to allow our players a little more freedom 
uh, maybe a little less burdened by some of the things we may have asked him to do historically. And, and that's all part of it. We ultimately want to win. We have a singular goal. Uh, we also think we can continue the, the twins way of accessibility and community outreach. And, uh, and, and we're still working through all of those things, but that's a healthy discussion for, for us to have with our new manager and our coaches and ultimately our players. And we feel really good about it. Dave, one thing you did in the offseason that didn't get a whole lot of coverage, we talked about it for one week, there was a one-day headline, you signed Kepler and Polanco, and at the time, you know, there was basketball and hockey and everything else going on, didn't get a lot of attention. Looking back, that seems to have been a really well-timed move. Yeah, I, I think, I agree with you, Dave. I, you know, obviously, those guys have both, both been really good young players, but I think we all felt like there were metrics and maybe some underlying things that demonstrated that they were ready to take off and maybe hit another gear, and so far, uh, Jorge Polanco has been one of the better players in baseball. And, you know, Max Kepler looks to be very comfortable in that leadoff spot. So uh, we tried to get additional guys under contract, to be honest with you. We, we were unsuccessful. We'll keep trying uh, on that front. But, uh, you know, I, I give Derek Felvey and Thad Levine a lot of credit, ultimately, to pull that family to help support what we're trying to invest in this team. And I think we had a good offseason, and that is one of the headlines of the offseason that probably gets lost a little bit is the extra control we were able to gain from Polanco and Kepler, and also to those guys, they want to be in Minnesota. That's where they that's where they came up, and that's where they want to have success, and they love playing in Minnesota, and that's where they're going to be for the next several years. Yeah, we just had Jonathan Scope on. It sounded like he might be ready to sit down and have one of those discussions <laughs> yeah. with you. And, so, and Jorge may want to revisit and rethink it because he is something right now. Too, too late for that one. Sid's got a question for you, Dave. Overall, baseball attendance is way down. What's, what reason do you see it for that? Yeah, you know, Sid, I think it's it's too early to judge how far off it's going to be year over year. You know, I see some data, you know, that shows certainly we had a tough April uh, as an industry, but, you know, as weather gets better, I think it, it does get better. You know, I, I think, you know, frankly, organizationally, uh, some of the things we're doing here, I think baseball probably needs to be more creative over time in most of its markets uh, around trying to engage fans maybe with, with some different things. Some of it's price point, some of it's special events, promotions. Um, you know, every market's a little bit different, um, you know, and I think that, you know, we have a number of teams that maybe admittedly are, are in rebuilding mode. You know, the Twins are not one of those teams. We feel as though we have an opportunity to win this year, and hopefully that will pay dividends at the, at the turnstile. But in other markets, when you're, when, you're, when you're not really in that competitive mode, it's more difficult. And we've seen that in Minnesota, frankly. We've, we've dealt with it here, and it's not a fun place to be. So it's incumbent upon the teams to find a way to demonstrate that value to their fans. You have to do a better job of marketing, a better job of selling, and ultimately a better job of connecting with fans. And I think we've learned some things over the last several years on that front, and hopefully this year we're in a better position ultimately to, to be able to have more people in this ballpark. Dave, I'll see you for dinner tomorrow night. I think Sid wants to wrap things up here. Dave St. Peter, baseball is in very good hands with the Twins, with you as president. For being on this show today, Against your emerge certificate one more time. What about the tickets? What kind of tickets today can they buy? Well, come on down. We've got tickets available. Uh, generally, most of our price ranges would be available today, Sid. So people can go to twinsbaseball.com or, or if you want, if you're more comfortable, give us a call at 612-33-TWINS or just stop at the box office. But we, have, we should have a big crowd today, a lot of fun as we try to win this series against Ron Gardner and the Tigers. Hey, Dave, thanks so much. That's uh, Dave St. Thanks, Peter. Dave. Merge certificate. Uh, yeah, we got he, he that. Thank you. All thanks, right. Uh, I want to yeah, thank you. <laughs>
and happy Mother's Day. Uh, we want to thank our guest today. Wow, a full day. Thanks for your phone calls, your text messages. And then thank Mark Coyle, Ron Shera from the Fishing Opener, Thad Levine, Jake Odorizzi, P.J. Fleck, Tom Curvers, Dave St. Peter, Derek Shelton, Jonathan Scope. It makes it so much fun when we can get a guest lineup like that. Thanks for your participation. We'll all be back here to do it again next week on the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.